More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up next, our final news roundup and information overload hour. All right, news roundup and information overload hour. Thank you for being with us. 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, oh, we have breaking news, uh, pretty big breaking news. Breaking news now. Uh, our Sean next Hattie. guest, our next guest, the governor of the great state of South Dakota, uh, Governor Christy Nome. It's her birthday today. Anyway, we, we welcome back to the program, South Dakota Governor uh, Christy Nome. Governor, happy birthday! Congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's wonderful. Now I can say that Sean Hannity played the happy birthday song for me. It's fantastic. You know, I'm not a person that actually likes birthdays. I don't like birthdays at all. Um, uh, once you have a certain amount of them, I, you kind of get sick of them after a while. Uh, what do you like? And then I tell my family, you see, my birthday is five days after Christmas. And all I tell my family is all I want is a Betty Crocker cake, the, a vanilla cake with that canned vanilla icing. That's all I want for my birthday. And then they, they always try to turn it into something elaborate that I always find out ahead of time, and I try to cancel ahead of time. And I know they're trying to be nice, or they give me something that I don't need or want anyway. I mean, I'm the worst person to buy stuff for. I'm like, oh, thank you. Here, James, you want this? Uh, to, to, my, to my brother-in-law. But uh, what are you doing for your birthday? Anything special? You sound like a lot of fun, Sean. Well, what I do is I turn. <laughs> I, I agree. I'm not a lot of fun. Right, right. I turn mine into a birthday month. So we just celebrate the whole month and and we don't do anything big. I don't like big parties either. And I hate surprises. I'm I'm one of those people that please don't ever surprise me with anything. So, um, you know, I just talk about it for a month and then that they're so sick of me talking about it that then they just don't really want to have a big party either. And it's just a lot of, so it's like at that point it's anticlimactic, right? Exactly. Then it's not that big of a deal. And then there's, see, but you, you just turned 39, you know, once you hit 50 and I had a big blowout for my 50th birthday, that's it. I'm done. Yeah, well, I, I think at, at 50, you just you just in your mind, you stay there mentally, spiritually, emotionally, right? 
Yeah, I, I hope so. Boy, I'm going to try really hard to dial back time here because I'm 52 today, which for me seems like I should not even be close to that number. So, Well, you're not, so you're doing pretty well. All right, let me ask you this. Um, first, let me play Kamala Harris refusing to comment on TikTok. And, of course, our giggling vice president starts giggling at the end of the question out of, I think it's a nervous habit she has, but we'll get your take on it. Listen. You don't have a specific view on, on TikTok itself. I'm not what, commenting on it. Are you on TikTok yourself? I'm not. Do you, are you not like but a voyeur? many of the voyeur? people in my family are, I'll tell you that. And you tell them to get <laughs> off? You know, you can tell young people in your family all kinds of things to do. <laughs> all right. Um, you have been in the forefront, really, of trying to warn people that TikTok is, in fact, a spy mechanism of the communist Chinese. Now, others have been saying it, but nobody's been saying it as loudly as you, as often as you. Yeah, you know. So is it a spy? Is it something the Chinese spy on the Americans with? Absolutely. A thousand percent it is. It is a tool that they are using um, to undermine the United States of America, and they will continue to gather more and more information and manipulate um, Americans' thoughts and perceptions in order to control us. So we were the first state to ban it. Since then, I think 30 states have banned TikTok on government devices. Even the federal government has taken action to do so. That's what was so puzzling by her answer is she didn't give an answer, which is strange because their administration has already taken action on it. And I thought it was especially interesting in that clip, too, how she can't even get her family to listen to her. So, you know, you, want, you kind of want a vice president that has influence and that when they talk, people listen and pay attention and um she doesn't even have that in her own family members. So we're in Alpharetta tonight, and it, we're doing our big blue state, red state debate. Uh, maybe you could do one in the future against the governor of your choice. Maybe there, is there anybody in mind that you would like to debate? Oh, I think Whitmer's done a terrible job up there in Michigan. I can't even figure out what she's thinking. But, you know, I think it'll be fantastic to watch you guys tonight uh, and to watch uh, Governor DeSantis and Governor Newsom uh, contrast the policies, because that is what is unprecedented that we have right now going on in this country is that we for years have talked about liberal policies, conservative policies. We now have concrete examples of the effect of those policies on people's lives. And so I'm hopeful that they will just roll out the exact lifestyle that people in their states are living because uh, 99 out of 100 people, if they really knew what it was like and what it could be like living in a state like South Dakota or Florida, they would choose our states over California every day. Um, I get that they got great weather. I agree that it's beautiful out there, but the rest of it is just tragic what he has done to that state and what liberal policies have done to that state. You know, I think this is a debate that people need to have. I don't think people fully grasp or understand how profound it is that on the state level, the local level, the impact that politicians and laws and rules and regulations can have on people's lives. And, and Governor, I mean, you know as a governor that had you taken, for example, a very different posture on something like COVID, it would have been an entirely different experience for the people of your state. You did not shut anything down. Um, mm-hmm. Granted, you don't have a, a population, say, the size of New York City or Los Angeles or whatever, but it doesn't matter. You made a decision to do it one way and it impacted people's lives and i think you know we we tend to get caught up with what the federal government's doing all the time but what's happening on the state and local level matters a lot also 
Absolutely. And we still have parts of our state that are extremely populated and that are relevant to what it looks like in parts of those larger cities. I would just say, Sean, I hope one thing you ask these governors tonight, and especially Governor Newsom, where did he think he had the authority to decide that? In his job description, which um, should come from his state constitution and the U.S. Constitution, did he have anybody in his office that ever said to him, wait a minute, Governor, you don't have the legal authority to do that. You don't have the legal authority to close down that business because because from what they did, they literally opened up the door for those business owners and those people to sue them as a governor and as a state for a taking of their business and opened up the taxpayers of their state to billions of dollars worth of legal liabilities. They could have bankrupted California and these other states by the decisions that they made and did they really grasp the monumental things they were doing that were far beyond their scope of just being governor of their state well think about for example uh california is a sanctuary state i'm sure this will come up tonight and as a result by the way starting in i believe january medi-cal is going to be available for every single person in the state that means every illegal immigrant but right now it's a sanctuary state we have governors all over the country, governor from New York, the mayor of, of New York City, uh, the governor of, of uh, Illinois and so many other blue states are very critical of Joe Biden's open border policies because it's costing the states a fortune. And again, that's like an unfunded mandate, right? Absolutely. And because they have more people in Congress that represent their states, they go to D.C. and they ask the federal government to bail them out all the time and they keep responding. So that's why you have to have strong people in the White House and the executive branch that can shut down the nonsense and recognize the consequences of these continuous um, bankrolling of liberal policies that's devastating our way of life. You're exactly right. It really is. Now, one issue that you have paid attention to and I've been paying a lot of attention to I actually think we are probably the two most outspoken people in the country on this, and that is that we are watching Chinese nationals uh, in droves buying up thousands and thousands and thousands of acres of our farmland, our ranch land, and land near military installations. You were on TV last night, and I said, well, it'd be nice if I could invest money in China if I ever wanted to and go over there and buy their farmland and land near their military installations which we know they would never allow under any circumstances, not that I would want it. But the point is, why would we let them? Isn't that a national security threat? Yeah, definitely is. It definitely is. And we've seen uh, Chinese companies come in and buy up our fertilizer and our chemical companies, our seed corn genetics. They're buying up our entire food supply chain. But now what they're doing by their dramatic increase, it's a 5,300% increase on purchasing of American land uh, from 2010 to 2020. So in 10 years, over 5,300% increase on the amount of investment they've made in buying land. And a lot of this land is strategically being purchased by our national security interests, by our Air Force bases, our NSA buildings, our our areas that we have our top secrets and our operations and three-letter agencies operating from. And it's to gather information on us on how to destroy us. So I sent Chairman Gallagher, uh, who is the chairman of the Select Committee on China, a letter encouraging him to include his uh, bill in, in the National Defense Authorization Act. I know the Senate took some action But his bill is very strong. It would stop this kind of practice, not allow these six foreign countries that are enemies to purchase up our land. And it would stop them from making that kind of an investment that would 
devastate our national security protections that we currently have. So it, it allows CFIUS um, the ability to review these transactions, which if you remember previously, they said they didn't have the authority to do. And it also puts um, individuals on the CFIUS committee that have an agricultural background to really know if some of these purchases are tied to true research and investment or tied to the Communist China and their party on what they're doing as foreign adversaries of the government. Let me ask you, I want to play for you another Joe Biden quote. Um, He was at this speech in Colorado uh, just the other day. And if you can decipher this for us, Governor, we'd really appreciate it. We're looking for interpreters. But but I am friends with your leader, Mr. Moon. I don't, you know, know, we're we're, we're a good guy. Here in Colorado, the wind turbine manufacturing Vistas is, is investing $40 million to expand its fa- factory and hire an additional 1,000 employees. Solar manufacturer Ber- Meyer Berger is building a new solar cell factory just down the road in Colorado Springs. Instead of cutting them or like Congressman Trump and Bob want to do. The political coverage that, look, Some of the political players and some of the. Uh, let me ask a rhetorical question. No, anyway. Um, I find I find it embarrassing. I feel embarrassed for our country. Mm-hmm. What do you feel when you hear that? And does that scare you? Because it scares me. It does because it clearly tells me he's not in charge. There's no way somebody who can't communicate a basic speech can be making decisions. So somebody else is making the decisions for him. He is in cognitive decline. I think it's tragic, tragic that the people around him are continuing to prop him up on a world stage uh, in order to keep power. But it is having devastating effects um, on the strength of the United States of America. Every country knows right now if this was a time if this was a time to, to take bold action against the United States of America, you would certainly do it when you have someone in charge that they can't even, you know, keep their thoughts together for more than an hour or two a day. Unbelievable. All right. Quick break. Right back. More with South Dakota Governor uh, Christy Nome. Uh, your calls on the other side. 800-941-SEAN. As we continue, we're in Alpharetta, Georgia for the big debate tonight. Ron DeSantis versus Governor Gavin Newsom. You don't want to miss it. Nine o'clock Eastern, set your DVR, Fox News, as we continue. And now, now, a word from the 46th President of the United States. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go, you know the you know the thing. Hannity is on right now. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. 
Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... 
Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we continue now with South Dakota Governor Kristi Noma's with us. Um, let me ask you this. With all the intellectual property theft and mm-hmm. all of the unfair trade practices and the Chinese spy balloon incident and confronting our Air Force in international airspace and confronting our Navy in international waterways and confronting our, our ally Taiwan constantly and saber-rattling, um, why is Joe Biden doing nothing to the communist Chinese, I personally have to wonder if it's tied to the millions of dollars his family made from the communist Chinese and the CEFC energy conglomerate out of China. That's my thought. What are yours? But it's not just that, Sean. It is um, big business, big banking. Um, it is our investment portfolios are heavily invested in China. I've been asking Vanguard to develop a product that we could invest our state dollars and pension funds into that would take China out of the emerging markets fund. I just China's not an emerging market. It, it should be in a completely different uh, a fund if, and uh, give us the opportunity to continue to deal in the in in the stock market and in investments without you know funding China. But that's not uh, what Vanguard is doing. We don't have the federal government taking action on that. I actually got my congressman to introduce a bill now in Congress. I think he did it today that is going to force us to divest out of Chinese investments. We did that years ago on Iran and Sudan. Uh, Congress did it. It gave us as states the ability to completely divest out of these countries that hate us. And that is exactly what we need to do now. So I don't think it's just his family. I think it is a lot of these entities that have put all their eggs in China's basket and they're worried financially about their own pocketbooks and not about the safety and security of the United States. It's unbelievable. Uh, Governor, you do have a beautiful state. I've been there many, many times. I urge people to take a visit. Uh, I love your jobs program and your apprenticeship program. I hope it's going well. Um, I think it's innovative, creative, out of the box. Um, Anyway, we really appreciate you being with us. And also, happy birthday, Governor. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. It means the world to me. You have a great day. You too. All right. 800-941-SEAN. Our number. We are in Alpharetta, Georgia for tonight's big red state, blue state debate. Governor DeSantis versus Governor Gavin Newsom. When we come back, more of the best of the Sean Hannity Show. Stay tuned. 
I see most of you want to talk about last night's debate, which I, I've got to be honest, I had a great time with. Um, we'll get to our friend Joe Concha, who by far is the best media journalist in the country and the fairest and the only one that's not part of the, you know, ex, uh, you know, blue checkmark uh, uh, Twitter cult. Uh, which is like basically a bunch of media. Oh, I'll, I'll follow you if you follow me. I'll retweet you if you retweet me. And it's all, you know, basically a bunch of mind numb mob media folks that all think the same. Uh, Joe actually usually has a contrarian point of view, which makes him stand out so much. Let me play a couple of cuts from last night. Uh, this is Gavin Newsom and Ron DeSantis debating the issue of taxes uh, and debating the issue of, of closures during COVID. And then the next one, which I, I really tried to pin Gavin down on the issue of supporting a ban or where would he would support any law restricting abortion. And he just didn't really want to answer and ended with the decision should be up to the mother and her doctor, which means no restrictions. Listen, California has lower taxes, more lower than 32 states for working families in the middle class, significantly lower taxes than so places that. That's like what you're Texas. Do you support a 6% income tax for people? Against, a couple I'm against progressive taxes that advantage billionaires and millionaires over working families and the working okay. poor. People in his state pay more taxes on the low end how, than they, we tax people on how, the high how end. How does That's paying a fact $7 a, a gallon gas help working people? That doesn't help working people at all. <laughs> how does paying an 8% sales tax help working people. That doesn't help working people at all. Uh, they have the highest taxes in the nation. People flee to be able to save money uh, to get out of California. And you have working class people that move to these other states. Their dollars go much further. But here's the thing. They want to take this Bidenomics and they want to double down on this for the next four years. How many people are able to afford groceries now compared to what you were doing three or four years ago? I talked to people, you know, I, I talked to a woman who had, a, had a, a, a cart full of groceries going in and they're ringing it up. And it got to be so expensive, she has to take a lot of this stuff out. That didn't used to be the case. People used to be able to work hard and get ahead. That is not true under Joe Biden. And, um, you know, when I have people that come to Florida, uh, they tell me, you know, you guys actually want us to succeed in Florida. And they feel like when they're in California, they don't want Disney's business telling? to succeed. Is that what Disney's and all that saying, stuff. the Tampa Bay Rays? Well, actually, yeah, I think that's an interesting point with Disney, saying? because uh, I had Disney open during COVID and we made them a fortune and we saved a lot of jobs. You had Disney closed inexplicably for over a year. You were not following that. science. You were a lockdown governor. You did a lot of damage to your people. Oh. You had more kids locked out of school for a longer period of time in California than anywhere else in the country. It was the working class kids. It was the middle income kids. His kids were in private school. They were in class we'll in get, person. We'll get he locked people let me, out let me, because let me, of the wait, teachers' wait, union. You're gonna, he is owned by the teachers' union. You will never cross the teachers' this is union. Just a lot of high Lock, stock, want, and let's barrel. Let's talk about COVID. Let's talk about your record on COVID. You passed an emergency declaration before the state of California did. You closed down your beaches, your bars, your restaurants. False. It's a fact. You had quarantines. False. You had quarantines. You had checkpoints all over the state of, Cal uh, of Florida. By the way, I didn't say that. Donald Trump laid you out on this. Dead to right. You that's did that. True. You followed science. You followed Fauci. That's Ron not, that's not false. He followed science. He true. followed Fauci. You and were why promoting. Did leave hold California on. You were promoting vaccines. We were open. You were promoting we vaccines. Were you even wore we a mask in we September. Were open. Son, you were closed. If it's if it's okay with you, 
We'll do this. Why were you close for so long? Why don't we do this so in a long? way where we both can have Why were you close for so long? You, on the issue of the extreme exception that you highlight as it relates to the issue of later term abortion, it's almost always because of a fetal anomaly, the life of the mother. And in those rare cases, I trust, and answer your question, I trust the mother and her doctor to make that decision. So in other words, I want to be clear on this. If a woman and her doctor, for any reason, not for any reason, no, 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 it's no. extremely I'm rare. Should there this be? This is a canard. I know where you guys are going, Sean. You're even I, uncomfortable asking, with this whole issue. And I, I, I watch your. I will this watch is your, where you guys have I'm to asking, go to cover for the should, extreme should anti-abortion agenda of Ron. DeSantis, should there be? Hurt your would you support a ban on? Abortion in seven, eighth, or ninth month if the, the if the mother's life is, is not in jeopardy. Extreme, extreme exception. People aren't going on and having abortions. Should it be illegal? Unless then? something if devastating has happened, should it be illegal? It should be up to the mother and her doctor and her conscience. And it so almost the always is no restriction. I've already answered it. All right, joining us now with his uh, analysis, author of the bestseller "Come On Man." Anyway, Fox News contributor. Uh, Joe and media can media. I don't know. What do you say? Media monitor. I mean, you're not like any of the other media guys. Look at the two. Did you see the two books that came out on Fox that neither one of them in their debut week sold 4000 Humpty Dumpty's being a, a absolute disaster. Did you see that? It is amazing that the aforementioned uh, former CNN media correspondent, he was on multiple networks, primetime shows. They threw a book party for him where everybody shows up. It gets all this hype. And he isn't even, we're only two weeks removed from when his book came out, Sean. He's not even in the top 1,000 rankings at this point. Oh, he, he was at, like, last week, like 7,000. I mean, I'm like, wow. Okay, that, that, is, that is so beyond embarrassing. I don't, I, I think I'd literally put my head in the sand and never take it out again. It's been a tough uh, go for uh, Mr. Stelter at this point because, obviously, getting fired from CNN, Harvard hired him to be a professor, along with Bill de Blasio and Lori Lightfoot. So scratch that off as far as what schools my kids are going to. We're going down south. I want the warm weather in the SEC football anyway. But imagine this. He loses his job, then he writes this book about Fox that has complete and total fabrications in them based on sources that I doubt even exist, and it goes to his credibility. When you can't even break the top 100 with all those TV appearances they did to promote the book, that tells you that people aren't buying what he's selling. I mean, and you're right. I mean, he was all over the media. Uh, print media seemed to love it because it's an anti-Fox book, just like they love the Michael Wolf book. You know, I, I never read these books I just people will send me a picture of a page or an excerpt that has something to do with me and I'll I'll peruse it and just throw it in the garbage. I'm like, none of this is true. I'm like, they just print this stuff or make this stuff up. It's it's pretty amazing. Um listen, I I just want you to be blunt. I don't care what the grade is. What did you think of the debate? I'm I love your thoughts. Uh it rated very well last night and and I'm happy about that part of it, especially up against the the Cowboys that had a great game. Uh, down of the wire and uh, the finale of the Golden Bachelor that's been raiding through the roof. So, you know, we were up against pretty stiff competition. but I'm, So I'm really happy with how it came out. But it's not why I do this. I do it because I love my country. And I think this is an important discussion for the country. And, and that was my, my real motivation from the get-go. What were your thoughts? 
this was unprecedented. This was history. We have not seen two governors from major states, one of which is not even, you know, at least officially, a presidential candidate in Gavin Newsom. And you see a debate like this that was based on policy, based on data, the things that are important to people in California, Florida, and the rest of the country, boiling down to one simple question. Do you want this country, the United States of America, to look like California, or do you want it to look like Florida? And what I was telling Dana Perino earlier when we were discussing the debate and, and everything that went on, I said, I just wish I could see this more, that it sets some sort of precedent where I could have Glenn Youngkin, Republican, Virginia governor, taking on Gretchen Whitmer, Democrat, Michigan, or Brian Kemp, Georgia, Republican, taking on J.B. Pritzker uh, over in Illinois, Democrat. Wouldn't it be great if this became a regular thing like town halls would become a regular thing? But Gavin Newsom, this is where I give him credit. He has the moxie and the ego and the confidence to do a debate like this that almost no other Democratic governor would even think of doing because they don't have the facts on their side. And that's what I came away with. All right, quick break. More with Joe Concha on the other side. 800-941-SEAN. Our number this Friday. We'll get to your calls as we continue. Straight ahead, 800-941-SEAN. Our number. And now, a word from the 46th president of the United States. We're going to seize their yachts, their luxury homes, and other ill-begotten gains of Putin's kleptocracy. Yeah. Sean Hannity is on right now. All right, as we continue, Joe Conscious with us, Fox News contributor and author of the bestseller, Come On, Man. The way I approached this, Joe, was very simple, and I told each side how I would approach it. I, I, I wasn't, I was very transparent. I said, it's going to be the fundamentals. I want this to be about a debate about the issues that impact the people in their respective states, but it's but it's also every state. I think people forget that, you know, state laws, state regulations, you know, state policy, local uh, government, state government, it can have a much greater impact on our day to day lives than anything that happens in Washington, D.C. That that to me is why it was important. Now, whether we were talking about uh, COVID policy or immigration policy or economic policy or taxation. You know, I can, I can run the, the gamut here. Every single one of those issues we, we would, we were delving into. Now I did a, a the amount of work and fact checking that went into that debate was so intense. I can't even describe it to you because I, I knew if I got one thing wrong, I'd get hammered. The only thing I've gotten hammered on is the fact that I brought up the truth. They're not questioning the, the facts that I put on the screen because I felt I had a duty to my audience, as always, to get the facts right. And 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 we did. And no one's complaining about that. You know, you're just hearing some whining and complaining from people on the left, I think, because maybe they didn't feel that the facts were on Gavin's side. And Gavin didn't exactly <laughs> tell the truth throughout this debate. I mean, he said, and I'm quoting here, quote, it's a factual lie that the state of California has the highest tax rate. It's like, well, no, you go by the tax foundation and it shows that California is among the very highest in terms of taxation and Florida is among the lowest. Obviously, they don't have a state income tax. So probably more people want to live in a state like that than California where it's 13.3%. So when he said that, I just kind of shook my head and said, oh, my goodness. I mean, he can't possibly believe that. But when he accused DeSantis of being a, quote, lockdown governor, 
and claim that DeSantis kept the state closed too long. I remember the media coverage of DeSantis when he reopened beaches and businesses, and we, he was getting killed for it. There was literally a guy walking around on CNN dressed as a Grim Reaper accusing DeSantis of killing people for reopening businesses. Turns out he was right. While California, as recently as 2022, just last year, still had a mask mandate in place that Gavin Newsom did not follow at the French Laundry restaurant, did not follow at the Super Bowl in Los Angeles. So when he said those things, again, data and argument was on DeSantis's side. And obviously, I think a lot of people probably came away with this and said, yeah, I'd rather my country resemble Florida a lot more than California based on economy and crime and education, immigration, a big, big component there as well, and all the other things that, that were talked about. But it was focused on policy, and it wasn't the food fight that I think some people were hoping for. Yeah, they, they got a little personal at times, but it, it, was, it was certainly civilized, and I, I commend both men for that. I, I, look, I'm with you. I think that more of this rather than less would be a good thing. Anything that you you saw that may, or maybe you wanted to see that you didn't see? Anything I didn't let me think about that. Anything I saw that I uh, anything I wanted to see that I didn't see. All the topics were solid because you look at Gallup and what's most important to voters in terms of priorities, and you covered the top seven. So I can't say that didn't happen. I wish it could have gone longer, quite frankly. I, I it, it almost did. Really? Well, it's, now, did Mrs. Newsom stop the uh, debate? I keep reading that, but I, I'm not, I, I want to see if you could confirm that or not. Uh, I'm not only going to say somebody came in and was very vocal. I don't know who it was. I didn't see it. So I'm, I've read what you have read. Um, I listen, I'll be honest, lovely, lovely, um, First, you know, first person, I think they call her in California. I want to get it right. I don't want to get, I want to, I want to say it the right way. Oh, God. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, but whatever. She's a, she's a great mom, great person, wonderful family. It was, I thought it was interesting when Ron DeSantis said, yeah, you're, you're in, your in-laws live with my state. They left your state to live with mine and donated to his campaign. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, that, that was a zinger. The poop map, obviously, was very telling, given the homeless yeah. poverty situation in San Francisco. So sometimes you walk away with debates, from debates, I should say, and you have one or two lines that really stick out, right? Obviously, Lloyd Benson with Dan Quayle. Uh, you, you know, you're, you're no John F. Kennedy, right? Or obviously Reagan uh, with, with Mondale saying he's not going to allow his uh, opponent's uh, age to uh, dictate. You didn't experience, I believe, is what he said, uh, you know, decide that, well, what's going to happen. And, and obviously here, I think, the poop map certainly that's the image that you see the most but but here's my fear sean that next year we may not have any general election debates between the gop nominee who looks like it's going to be trump and joe biden because the rnc is already saying we don't want to do any debates that are handled by the current commission on presidential debates and then i could totally see biden doing this that trump is beneath him and it's beneath the presidency to allow Donald Trump to have such a stage with Joe Biden. And I can see him backing out the same way Katie Hobbs backed out against Kerry Lake. And that's my fear that debates are going to become more of the exception than the norm. And we can't have enough debates in this country, in my opinion. I kind of agree with you. And, and even if times that they get a little messy or loud or interruptive, I, I let the people decide what they want to see. But uh, clearly there was interest in it. Anyway, Joe, we always love having you. Joe Concha author, bestseller, come on, man, Fox News contributor. Joe, thanks for being with us. Have a great weekend. You too, sir. Have a good one. 800-941-SEAN, our number, if you want to be a part of the program. This is the best of the best. This is the Sean Hannity Show.
More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.